Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. They did not use the word former, which was part of the earlier thing. And Schultz sued them. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Well, look, you know, in, instead of going out to academic conferences and showing my brilliance, what I normally do is when I'm presenting, I present at these cons like Pensacon or New Orleans Con. And each one of them is attempting to create this sort of academic thing and when I went to my first one, Pensacon, I said, no one is going to want to hear this. No one's coming to talk about superheroes and dress up like a ferret. No, yeah. And listen to trademark and parody law. Mm. I've packed the room out just about every time. And I have people who are lawyers dressed up like Black Widow well, people, and such. Look, people have to take a break. They have to rest. You can't constantly be having a great time. I get it, but why don't you go to a, a bar and have some food uh, and a beer rather than prob- listening to they- some egghead talk about law? I just had a brilliant idea. Ah, well, I smelled the smoke. Go ahead. Why don't you have it in a bar? I do. Last time, uh, they put me in charge of 80s trivia. <laughs> it was in a bar? It was. Wow. Good time. Well, look, this is what happened. I did an entire hour on how to start your own podcast, and it was fairly well attended, probably 20, 25 people. However, there was one group. It was a family, and they really wanted to start their own podcast. What they want to do is a visual podcast with sock puppets and things like that. And I said, didn't MTV do that? And they said, yeah, 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 but we're going to do it better. Okay, hey, great. I don't know how it came up in this discussion, but somebody said about a band, they said, who owns the name of the band? And I said, I really don't know, but I think, and this is correct, you have to create a document. Mm-hmm. You, it, isn't, it isn't like copyright where it's implied. If four guys get together and they call themselves you know, Steve's go- band, Gorilla Band, or Ooh. Steve's band, fine. Ooh, Gorilla um, Band, that's pretty good. I like Gorilla Band. I, I don't know why, but the gorillas came into my head, and I Gorilla Band. So they call themselves that, and another person leaves and calls themselves the new Gorilla Band. Can they really stop him? Well, not without a document. And if they have a document, you have to lay out rules. How do you leave and all? And that's what I said to him. And here I'm correct. And I thought to myself, there is no way we have not done this 
on the Rock School Radio yeah, Show. Yeah, we have, right? Right. So I pulled it up on you know this entire list. I have it on the PRX network. I have it in my own. And we have not covered this. And so we shall. Can you copyright a band name? Absolutely not. Copyright does not allow for character names. Copyright does not allow for band names, song names, movie names names, all of that. You, If you want to make a movie and call it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you certainly can. Mm. I had my students do this not too long ago. I said, we were talking about, again, podcasting class. And I said, there's nothing stopping you from calling your podcast Mean Girls other than it's a dumb idea. Right. I said, go ahead, pick up your phones and see how many songs on Spotify are named Stairway to Heaven. 172. Ooh. Why, why would you do that? I don't know. So, look, here's what you need to do, and I have all the legal stuff, and we'll, we'll get into that in the breaks, but unless you have a document stating who owns it, even if you own it as a collective, you have to then say, okay, what if the bassist leaves? Right. Because all these things happened. Obviously, you know Guns N' Roses. Yes, they did not have a document Mm-mm. stating who owned it. No. So Axl Rose leaves the band, trademarks Guns and Roses because no one else had. Right. And he was touring as Guns and Roses and the rest of the guys kind of were stuck. The Little River Band mm-hmm. is not run by anybody who originally started the Little River Band. Why? They never trademarked the name. Wow. And another company came in and grabbed it. There's a, a small well, fraternity that, that's of... just wrong. It is. There's a small fraternity of groups mm-hmm. that are touring without any original members. And, and by the way, the last guy, Gary Rosington, who was an original member of... Leonard Skinner passed away. Oh, I know. If Leonard Skinner continues, yeah. they join that fraternity of bands that are touring without any original members. Ooh. So we'll play a song. We'll come back. We'll start to talk about trademark because you can't copyright it, but you can trademark it. Pink Floyd did not have a document stating who owned Pink Floyd. So at one time, both Roger Waters and the remaining members of Pink Floyd were touring as the band. Lawsuit, 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 lawsuit. It was basically decided that Roger Waters was able to tour on his own and use things like formerly of Pink Floyd, playing the music of. Basically, he's become a man who performs the wall. Mm. And then the remaining members, they toured as Pink Floyd. But it, it came to lawsuit. It came to lawyers. It came to money. Blah, 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 blah. I got a lot of other stories of bands that got into trouble. People who tried to use band names. And if you have a band, how do you do it? How do you trademark your band name? Stick around. Here's Pink Floyd on Rock School.
Confusion, Tammy. Confusion. That's the word? That's what it all comes down to. Let's say I'm in a band called, once again, Gorilla Guys. Yeah. And I decide to go out on my own, and I call myself Gorilla Guys without a space. Mm-hmm. So they are Gorilla Space Guys. Yes. I go out as Gorilla Guys. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? Well, look, it always comes down to a mediator or a jury. But here's the basic idea. The trademark law of the United States allows for a band member who leaves and names himself in a truthful and not confusing way. For example, when Dennis DeYoung left Sticks. Mm-hmm. He tried to use the name Sticks, and everybody got all upset. So what he said was, Dennis DeYoung, formerly of Sticks. Okay. There you go. Yeah. He did get into a little bit of, mm, when he said, singing the songs of Sticks. Because mm. the idea then was, hey, look, I'm the lead singer. When in reality, yeah, you sang the biggies. But Tommy Shaw also sang a few hits. So how would he say that if he were if he were performing one of those songs? Well, he would perform it. He would sing it. Uh, it it's like you know Sammy Hagar performing a David Lee Roth song. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know about it, but more than likely, you would have to pay royalties. You know, John Fogarty is seen as this brilliant guy who defeated the the evil record corporation. However, when he left Credence, mm-hmm. the other guys decided to go out as Credence, and he got all upset. So what they did was call themselves Credence Clearwater Revival Revisited. Right, I, think I it's remember CCR that. Revisited. I, uh-huh. I, I, I don't think I introduced them, but I did go and see them through the radio station. They pay money. To John Fogarty to use the name. And what do they sound like? Well, I'm sure they sound just like it. You know, yeah, they do. It's like Journey. They found that Filipino guy yeah. who did a really good Steve Perry imitation. But let's be honest, they're, they're a cover band. Oh. That's, they are. Oh. They are. Right now, if, 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 if you two went out mm-hmm. without Bono, yes. everyone would go, ah, it doesn't sound quite right. But let's say all the other members of you two quit. You can't see the stage, and Bono is singing. Ain't it you two? It is. Yeah. Totally. See? There it is. Take anyway, it uh, there was one more I wanted to tell you about. It's Cass Bomb versus Steppenwolf Productions. Now, the original bassist, his name is Nicholas Kassbaum, thus Kassbaum versus Steppenwolf Productions. He went by Nick St. Nicholas, clever, <laughs> when he was the bassist for Steppenwolf from 69 through 70, 71. The concern is he went out and he started pushing himself as formerly of Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. original member of Steppenwolf, okay. original founding member Ooh, of Steppenwolf. Nice. All right, that's fine. And he, it's the truth. Uh-huh. So Steppenwolf sued him. Here's the thing. He won because it was thought through the court system mm-hmm. that the average human being seeing this name, Nick St. Nicholas, former founding member of Steppenwolf, they wouldn't think that they were going to go see Steppenwolf. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. Right. Yes. HEC Enterprises Limited versus Deep Purple. 
there were former members of Deep Purple that started touring as New Deep Purple. Ooh. Now they lost. Uh-uh. And the reason was it was argued and whomever was doing it, be it a mediator or a jury, thought that just saying New Deep Purple was uh-huh. not enough to differentiate. So somebody comes and lays down 20 bucks to go to your concert. They think they're going to see Deep Purple. And you play Deep Purple songs because right? you're the new Deep Purple. Yes. And that would upset somebody because, hey, wait a minute, I thought this was, I thought this was Deep Purple with John Lord and all that. And it isn't. So therein, therein lies the thing. Look, I mentioned Dennis DeYoung of Sticks. What do you say we play Sticks? And we'll be back in a moment here on the Rock School Radio Show. To the first break, okay, you're in a band, or you have a neat name for yourself. Let's say I'm going out and playing as Joe Burns, but I don't trademark it. I start to get somewhat successful, and somebody goes out as the new Joe Burns. <laughs> you know, it's just me. Right. But if you want to trademark yourself, you certainly can. I've always used my real name. Mm-hmm. That's my given name, Joseph Burns. Just because you think no one would take that, right? Well, the thing is, it's ridiculously boring. I've had people say to me, you know, is is Joe Burns your stage name? I'm like, if you're going to pick a stage name, would you pick Joe Burns? No. It's boring. It's, 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 too, it's cute because it's two syllables. It's not like I have some giant multi-syllabic name, but... Okay, I want to do it. How do I do it? Well, according to multiple lawyer websites, you have to register your band with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, ladies and gentlemen, the USPTO, in accordance with the Lanham Act. Mm -mm. Yeah. Okay, what, what, what does it mean? What does it mean? Well, look, in order to gain a trademark, you have to do a couple things. Number one, you have to do a trademark search. And I tell this to my students. Let's say you think you've invented a new kind of toothpaste you know, holder. Right. Well, you're going to have to do... The, the trademark office won't even talk to you mm-hmm. unless you pay and have a trademark search done. Okay. Meaning somebody goes and looks through all these toothpaste holders and, well, you know, hey, what you've created is... It's different. Okay, fine. Now you can have one. But the trademark office isn't going to give you one without that because they don't want that idea of you have a a toothpaste holder and Colgate has already patented it. Mm. That's not good. Okay. So what you do is you pay to have that done. And if it's found that your band is different than anybody else's, you know, you call yourself Monkey Foot. And out there is another band called Monkey Foot, but they have a space. You may be denied. 
they just don't want problems down the road. And there's a lot of stuff that goes along with it. If your band is in Chicago, their band is in Phoenix, Arizona, there's a real good chance you might not hit each other. Mm. So it wouldn't have a problem. So all that comes into play. So what are the three things you got to hit? Number one, you got to use a band name commercially. And what does that mean? Well, it means you got to get paid for it. Maybe you play out at the bars. Maybe you open for other bands. Maybe you sell your music on iTunes. The fact remains, you've made some money doing it. You can't just do it because you're a super guy. Number two... The band's name must be distinctive enough to qualify for trademark protection. Once again, there is the money to actually have a trademark search done. Is it different enough? You're calling yourself Thunderfoot. I don't know what's with me and feet today, but you call yourself Thunderfoot. You're going to pay somebody to go to the trademark office and find out if there are any other bands named Thunderfoot. Ooh. And you say, this, this is the way it is with, with domains as well. Mm -hmm. You say, well, I, I looked for a band called Thunderfoot. I didn't find one on the internet. Thus, it doesn't exist. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. It could be that they just patented it waiting for somebody like you to come along and use it so they can sue you. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. People, Wait, what? The truth. People went around. I'm not sure it's so big anymore, but people went around buying up every single domain they could think of. The idea being that, okay, you want to become whatever domain. If they already own it, you know, you can get a domain through GoDaddy for nothing. You just have to pay them to house your website. Uh -huh. But you get the domain for nothing. I don't know what GoDaddy pays, you know, the, the domain people. Um, assign names and... ICANN. I-C-A-N-N. -N, that's the people. Uh, International... Center for Assigned Names and Numbers. I'm almost positive that's what it is. Toe. But what they would do is they would buy these things up. Mm -hmm. You and I started a website a long time ago mm -hmm. called streetartist.com. Right. Our domain was already owned by a street artist in Norway. Am I right about that? Yeah. Luckily, he was cool about it, and we got it just by giving a $500 donation to the Red Cross. Yeah, that's right. We sent him the receipt and he said okay it's yours yep but these people buy these hoping you'll want them and then they'll charge you fifteen thousand dollars for didn't it. you tell me that gene simmons does that also he oh. buys up all of that stuff <laughs> i'll be honest with you i don't know what is true and what's not true about gene simmons okay and i mean that there was a belief for the longest time that he tried to trademark the term or copyright the term orange juice Oh, and it wasn't true, it Ronnie. Wasn't? No, Ronnie James story. Dio made it up. That's a great story. He said to Ronnie James Dio said to himself, "What's the dumbest thing someone would attempt to copyright? Orange juice." So he made up the story and got it out there. Okay, so number one, you got to be commercial. Number two, your band has to be uh, distinctive enough to qualify for a trademark. And number three, it cannot create a likelihood of confusion with a prior trademark. If you meet all these things, okay, now what? Well, you got to hire 
A trademark attorney. No. Or a patent attorney. No. What does it cost? A lot. In the next break, we'll tell you that. And you're right. It ain't cheap, kids. Who's listening to us? K-N-H-S, Lafayette, Louisiana. Brilliant. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Now, look, I have, coming out of the break, I have a whole lot of stories uh, about bands that split up and things went bad. Scott Whelan left Stone Temple Pilots. He tried to use the name. They sued him. In 2014, there was an undisclosed settlement, and boom, now something occurred. What have you. However, do you know Sister Sledge? We are family. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, they're not. <laughs> no family, huh? In 1989, Kathy Sledge left the group to go solo and named her new group of people the Sledge Sisters. Okay. Get it? Yeah. Sister Sledge and the Sledge Sisters. I like it. That's not confusing at all, is it, trademark? Well. No. No, don't say it. Oh, it gets better. Pope Francis came to the U.S. and the Sledge Sisters were to perform. He thought it was Sister Sledge? Well, it was Sister Sledge. However, they refused to allow Kathy to join them. Oh, don't do this. (laughs) You're related. Later in 2013, Debbie, Joni, and Kim, there was four Mm -hmm. Sledge sisters. Right. Debbie, Joni, and Kim sued Kathy for trademark infringement. The case was settled, and here were the terms. Kathy was no longer allowed to use the name Sister Sledge or the Sledge sisters or... And here's the joy of the whole story. Mm -mm. She wasn't allowed to claim to the audience that her sisters were dead. (laughs) Wait. Yes. She was telling people that the reason Kimmy and whatever her names were is because they were dead. Oh, my gosh. They died in a gardening accident. A bizarre gardening accident. You can't dust for vomit. Here you go. It's the Sister Sledge Sisters here in Rockstone. Would make any man proud. Oh, what wow! He's the greatest dancer. Oh, what wow! Okay, welcome to the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are Amy Burns. Excellent. You would think if there was some kind of a naming concern, a trademark concern for the band, it would be between David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. It is not. The naming concern is with Alex Van Halen and his wife. Kelly Carter. What? He married this girl named Kelly Carter in 1984. They divorced 12 years later. Mm -hmm. However, Kelly kept the famous last name. Of course. Okay, why not? She has kids, right? Right. Van Halen. Boy, that's that's hard to miss. There you go. It's not like the last name is Smith. Well, Kelly, another six years later, 
decided to go into a personal business of construction and interior design. She'd nice. roll into your house, tear it out to the walls, and then make it gorgeous. I like this chick already. She called it Van Halen Construction. Yes, she did. And they sued. I would love to tell you exactly what the answer is, but the case was brought in 2012, and it is still pending. I could find no ending to it searching the interweb. I just lost a little respect <laughs> for him. Alright, let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Here be the dates March 20th all the way through March 26th. Tammy has Monday go. March 20th, 2015 the series finale of Glee titled Dreams Come True airs on Fox. Thank God. March 21st, 1952, the Moondog Concert Coronation Ball happens in Cleveland, widely believed to be the first rock and roll concert. March 22, 1975, Barry Manilow appears on American Bandstand and sings Mandy. It's his first appearance on American TV. March 23, 2002, Mariah Carey takes home the Razzie for her role in Glitter. March 24, 1958, Elvis is officially drafted into the Army. 1972, March 25, America becomes the first band to have their first album and their first single go to number one in America, Horse With No Name and America being the album. It's been done since, but they were the first to do it. And March 26, 1970, the Woodstock movie debuts in Hollywood. All right, let's play some Boston. The lead singer of Boston leaves the group in 1982. His name is Barry Goudreau. Now, I've heard it said other ways, but the way I've always believed it to be was Barry Goudreau. He files a lawsuit against other band members, which ends in 1983, with an agreement that gave Goodrow to use the phrase, the right to use the phrase, formerly of Boston. That's easy. See, uh-huh. that goes along with the confusion and all of that. Well, later, he decided to play with a Boston band named Ernie and the Automatics. Now, this is one of those, you know, we have two or three bands in New Orleans that, that they are just huge. And they can blow it out. Right. Big Frida. These are, they're not national. Mm-hmm. But here in the area, they are the tip top. You know what I mean? Every wedding. You got it. Ernie and the Automatics was sued by Tom Schultz, the creator of Boston, because they were introducing Barry Goudreau as the lead singer of Boston, which, by the way, he was. Right. That's his ridiculously high falsetto voice. Yeah. They did not use the word former, which was part of the earlier thing, and Schultz sued them. And by the way, Schultz lost. Really? Come on. It's it's a confusion thing. He's standing up there with this band, Ernie and the Automatics. He's blatantly not with Boston. No, no. And even if he was to say, here's the lead singer of Boston, it's like Dave Grohl showing up and playing with some little band in Cleveland mm-hmm. and playing three or four Foo Fighters songs, shaking everybody's hands and walking out the door. Look, if you were the lead singer of any band. You were the lead singer were of the, the band. You the lead singer of the band. If you're touring by yourself, say the former. 
That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if you're just doing a sit-in with somebody. I'm playing at someone's wedding. Leave me alone. Ah, To bar mitzvah. Leave me alone. All dressed in white. Here's Boston on Rock School. Into the second break, let me give you one that's somewhat close to that Boston concern. You know who Al Jardine is? He joined the Beach Boys. She's shaking her head no. He joined the Beach Boys after Brian Wilson left. He also wrote I wrote the uh, I write the songs for Barry Manilow. Okay. By yeah. the way. Gotcha. Real successful member of the band blah 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 blah. The thing about it is Brother Records who represented the Beach Boys sued him. He was out touring under multiple names. Al Jardine of the Beach Boys, Al Jardine Family and Friends, the Beach Boys Family and Friends, Beach Boys Family and Friends, the Beach Boys. That looks good on a card. Mm. And then Family and Friends, Beach Boys Family. Goodness. Wow. Who was his publicist or or person to get the... uh that name straight. Seriously, was he drunk and oh. three people in the room? Use the word Beach Boys and family four times. Mm. Okay, Al. Uh, a court, went to court, a court held that Jardine's use of his former band's name infringed on the Beach Boys trademark because his use indicated that the Beach Boys sponsored or endorsed his concerts. Mm-mm. I can see that. Mm. I really can't. It's the question of I lay down 35 bucks to come see you. Yes. You're Al Jardine. Don't get me wrong. You were in the Beach Boys. I know that. But am I seeing Mike Love and da 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 da? No, and yeah. you know what? You know he's going to sing some of the Beach Boys but songs. But he, he was like a backup singer at best. It's Mike Love that's the voice. I know. So. Shoo-wop-y-wop. Well, I know, I know. They weren't all sung by Mike Love, but. All right, you have met the three criteria. Your band's commercial, the name is distinctive, it is not close to something else. You realize Van Halen was at one point in time called Mammoth Mm -mm. until somebody told him, hey, there's a Mammoth. So they changed it to Genesis. Mm. And somebody went, hey, there's a Genesis. Really? Ah, Crud. So they went with Van Halen. It's hard to... Not yeah. get that. They were the broken combs for a while no as way. well. I would have never gotten rid of that. How do you undertake a trademark search? Now, look, I would love to tell you in the same way you can get a will for $45 or $50 online. How do I know? We did it. We did. We really need to get another will. I mean, you're going to die any day. So we need to get something better. The idea is for $50, I'll do what we have it, you know? Right. Okay. We need to do another one. It needs to be a lot more because now our kids can read, you know? Oh. Yeah. There are sites, if you simply do a search, that claim for $49, they will do it all and you will own a trademark to your band. That's uh, that's not true. The application fee alone is 275 
I don't know how they're going to do it for 40 bucks or 49 or 50. Mm, no. The no application way. fee alone is 275. I just I just copyrighted the uh, the album that I've I've got out there. By the way, it's called Tools of the Trade. And you can get it by going to your favorite streaming service and simply searching Joe Burns Tools of the Trade. You'll love it. But it, it cost me 80 something dollars. It would be like going and seeing something. I'll copyright your album for twenty dollars. No, How, brother. No, it's eighty bucks. I know. It's eighty-five. The fee for a trademark search is a hundred. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me. A thousand five hundred. And that can go anywhere depending on the company. But the general average amount of money is one thousand five hundred dollars. So you put those two together, you've got seventeen seventy five. So look, it's probably going to be two, three grand before you're done. But right. hey, you want to do it for forty nine dollars? My guess is they'll send you a very pretty fake piece of paper mm. that says you own it. Who's listening to us? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> WWNW New Wilmington P. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna scream. Wilmington, PA. No, it's the W. Wait, wait. It's the It's not WWNW. Okay. That would be three former presidents and 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 an N. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, Tammy, do you remember Morris Day and the Time? Yes. Jungle Love. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh. yeah. Remember them? When Prince was alive, he never had a concern. I don't know this for a fact, but I'll make you a bet. Prince, who, by the way, owns the name because it was inside of Purple Rain, mm-hmm. I have to believe that he thought, well, look, if these people are out and Apollonia 6 is out and, yeah. and the Bangles are out, I'm making money because they're singing my songs. And furthermore, they're literally producing me, not producing, but promoting me. Right. And Prince had no trouble. I don't know if you've heard, hon, but uh, Prince died. Yes, I did hear. In December of 2022. What are we talking? Four months ago? This guy... Morris Day received a letter from the Prince Estate tell him he could no longer use the name, quote, in any form. The estate's attorney cited a 1982 contract in which Day, Morris Day, allegedly agreed that Prince's company would retain the rights to the time name. There's no resolution. It just hasn't had time to go through the court system. But wow, I, the 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 man himself, Prince. What what when did Purple Rain come out? Late eighties. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a little bit long. Maybe in the nineties. I don't know off the top of my head. But un- from then until his death, he cared nothing. He probably saw it as something great. What is the what is the estate doing? Okay, let's say you win. And more stay in the time comes to a screeching halt. You've just killed all this income. Some of your revenue. Why are you doing that? What is the upside of it? 
it just seems to me like some people who don't know what they're talking about are sitting around going, well, we can't have this. You're right, Janice. Yes, Gwendolyn. And back and forth, and we let's should, go see. What? We should have a tour tour bus with all uh, these Prince characters on there and, and uh, doing a tour, I, right? You know what? That would be great. Yep. All these bands who sing Prince songs, put them all on tour together. Mm-hmm. Put them on a cruise. They would make buku bucks. Yeah, they would. But no, let's sue somebody. That's well, you the know point. What? And, and how much money is enough? You know. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, his estate is worth. It's got to be. Bit. It's got to be gajillions. And he, like the Michael Jackson estate, apparently there are six, seven albums that are ready to go. Start putting them out. Do we want to hear it? I know I do. Really? Morris Day in the time. Jungle Love here on Rock School. All right, we're talking about trademark and a band's name. I have two more stories to tell you, and then we'll get out of here. In 1985, the members of Jefferson Starship all signed a written agreement to retire the band's name. Because, you know, they were Jefferson Airplane. Then they became Jefferson Starship. Then they just became Starship. Then they became Mailbox. But before that, once they became Starship, they would retire the name. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. However, after the Starship thing happened and we built this city. That's your favorite song, right? It is. I I live by it and then I listen to Nickelback. (laughs) Stop. One of the founding members, Paul Kantner, Mm -hmm. decided to use Jefferson Starship and go out on tour. Uh Uh-oh. A settlement was reached. Okay, you want to do this? Rock star. All right, you give us a little bit. Okay, Give us some money. Boo, boo, boo. Great. The guy who took over all the guitar duties when they became Starship was Greg Chiquico. It's a very good guitarist. Craig Chiquico, and by the way, made a ton of money promoting the guitars he played. He was always inside of Guitar Magazine. Nice. I just remember that. Nice. And he's a very good guitarist, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But Craig decides to sue after Paul Kantner dies because the deal was made with Kantner. So all the people that were with him can no longer tour right. as Jefferson Starship. Oh. A settlement was reached and apparently a group of people that have nothing to do with the band now go around and tour as Is he still Jefferson with Starship. Chiquico? I don't know. Are they still touring? I know that individual members are going around. That's that's a Wikipedia question. Wikipedia. I have to go look at that. All right, we'll finish with this one. The Drifters. If you know anything about the Drifters... Not a thing. Okay, well, they had a manager named George Treadwell, and Treadwell was not against having three, four different grouping of people, calling them drifters, and then having them tour individually. Nice. That's called making money. Right. It was a way to triple, quadruple your money. Well, look, 
There were really only two successful recording lineups. Clyde McFadder and Bill Pinkley were the two founding members. Pinkley, there was a there was a, an agreement that you know you you if you leave you can't call yourself the Drifters. That mm-hmm. agreement existed, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, sold his share back to manager George Treadwell. Treadwell then started another group with Ben E. King as lead singer. Yeah. Pinkley put together a band called the Original Drifters. I don't know if that would stand up in court today, but he did. And so what you had were three versions of the Drifters touring under Treadwell and then the original Drifters, which, by the way, only had one member That's of still the original. original Drifters. That's better than none. There was four Drifters toying around at the same time. However, when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame came calling, they only accepted the original lineup and Benny King. So Pinkley went in, Clyde McFadden went in, Benny King went in, all the people who were paid scale to sing whoop woo in the back no. did not. So that wraps it up. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Choose a name for your band brilliantly. I'm going with something specific like Joe Burns Band. You like it? I do. Revisited. Class is dismissed. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wonder where, wonder where, wonder